Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening, thank you for joining us on the cheap seats. Mel Tassina, Titus O'Reilly are back. Plus two special guests, comedians Nina Oyama and Nate Valvo join us. Exactly. Well, yesterday was the day we've all been waiting for. World Pet Obesity Day. World Pet <laughs> Obesity Day. It was, of course, Freedom Day in New South Wales, the day everything opened, except Dominic Perrottet's eyes. I mean, people are going out for the first time. <laughs> no, no, the, um, we, we, it will be eight Sydney as great as it is. <laughs> oh, I, thought he, I, thought, I thought he was going I would have loved to have seen him. So that was a bit more... Good on him. Good on him. I'm going to see him in battle tomorrow. <laughs> Time to open up. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking at an ICAC report. If yeah. I don't see it, it's not illegal. You know it's bad when you're one week into being Premier and you're already trying to sneak in power naps during yeah, press point. conferences. Well, look, all eyes that were open were on the Premier, Dominic Perrottet. That is the new Premier, Dominic Perrottet, getting a haircut this morning. Wow. Live pictures uh, of that haircut. <laughs> Live pictures. Was that Gladys cutting his hair? <laughs> well, Sky News had a dilemma. Do you stay with the haircut or go to the Prime Minister? So they did both. We need to keep going ahead when it's protecting <laughs> Australia's <did> national security. <laughs> but... Then crossed to Peter Dutton's head polish. So... <laughs> we will cover that. It was beautiful. Hairdressers were in high demand, particularly this hairdresser. Love to Alan Bookie now, who owns a hair salon. He's the owner, Alan Bookie. Alan Bookie. Alan Bookie. Hey, Alan, how are you doing? Oh, my God, it's so difficult to get an appointment. Because <laughs> yeah, he tied up with the reporters. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all bookied out. <laughs> Hey. I, before the show, I went, I've got this joke about Alan Bookie. I've got to say he's all bookied out. And Tim said, do it, do it. <laughs> uh, whilst Alan was happy to talk to reporters, you get the sense his customer was less keen. What are you getting done today? Everything. <laughs> A bit like that, isn't it? Four months' worth of hair. Four months' worth of stuff. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. You know a chat goes badly when the reporter wants to go back to Koshi as quickly as possible? <laughs> so just to refresh, Mel, you can have up to ten people in your home and up to two reporters in your studio, provided they social distance. 63.3% in the city, Pete. Kate, Liz, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, look, with pubs and bars back open, Studio 10 managed to capture the excitement and buzz of Freedom Day. We are standing by to take you to a pub. That's actually a Studio 10 viewer party, I think, so that's... I say that pub's run by Alan Underbookie, so... <laughs> I went for it again! I'm sorry! See, okay. this, is, this, is, this is why Domino's left, OK? <laughs> We've spoken about this. Um, obviously, crowds are capped at pubs and clubs, but one bar found a way to pack the house. A pumping pub in inner-city Glebe last night. But no, they haven't jumped the gun on Freedom Day. These are robotic mannequins. Like, I know the hospitality industry is on its knees, but mm. it's hard to believe when they can afford robotics. Yeah, no, good call. You know? good You're spending your job keeper on Boston Dynamics. That's where I'm a little confused. Well, no one was more excited about bars reopening than Sky News's Danica De Giorgio. Well, as you can see here, I mean, it's really all happening. Here at the Lord Dudley, they're actually booked out. <laughs> they need some robots. <laughs> That's me at some of my gigs. <laughs> Look, after so many weeks cooped up at home on the couch, residents can finally get out and enjoy life. It is just so good to get out and sit down. Great. 
Lockdown's <laughs> tough. She's 27. So that is, that is how tough it's been. Uh, look, you don't need to go to pubs to feel the Freedom Day excitement. I met someone yesterday, you know, who's incredibly pleased that, you know, his, his grandmother uh, passed away at 102. Now they're allowed to have 100 people at the funeral this week. Incredibly pleased. And using robotic pallbearers was a lovely yeah. touch. Uh, Dominic Perrottet was elected Premier by his Liberal colleagues who this week were out in full voice. This is Don Harwin arriving live at Parliament. Let's see if he says anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Don, you're on mute. Uh... Look, a lot of talk about how the Premier came to power with, you know, factional deals behind the scenes. But as the Attorney-General put it... More important than how the sausage is made is whether the sausage is digestible. Uh, <laughs> and there is a very digestible sausage here in New South Wales. <laughs> that was the name of my fragrance a few years back, so... <laughs> Um, Look, former Premier Gladys Berejiklian stepped out this week. Look at the bottom of the screen. You get the sense Channel 10 can't afford a boom pole. It's been enormous comfort to know people care. And it's I want the community the to get me. <laughs> good to see Tash Exelby. It's good to see her. Gladys Berejiklian took time to read all the cards outside her office. No questions were taken. No response to the ICAC inquiry into whether she encouraged... Yeah, OK, so we've got generous. That might have been the problem. Yeah, no, good point. <laughs> and you really struggle when you get to why. You are very... You're very talented, it says. Gladys is a tough word. I would have gone with ICAC. It's only four <laughs> letters. It's easier to do. For D, you could have gone for digestible sausage. Okay. So. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Well, look, COVID aside, there's plenty of other news across the country. Let's head to Nine News Gold Coast. So we do have plenty of good news stories coming up for you this evening. Uh, tonight, two teens are in hospital... Good news. Good news. <laughs> Apparently a pub brawl with robotic mannequins. So that was tough. Look, I, I like seven regional news for that fine mix of news and suspense. Well, first tonight, another hotel quarantine horror story. Or is it? Oh, <laughs> I, so. I want to see the weather. Today we enjoyed sunshine, or did we? <laughs> well, Queensland saw the opening of a drive-through vaccination clinic this week. It's a bit like going to McDonald's. You place your order at the first window, you drive through and pick up your order, and then you wait for your chips in the car park. That's not going to help the vaccine conspiracy theorists. Wait for your chips in the car park. <laughs> that's, that's not the best phrase. Look, I think Queensland opposition leader David Chrysofoli summed it up best. Thank you, Roz. Uh, Macca's, eh? Hey? <laughs> Would you like life back to normal with that? Right, over to you, Reese. You know a joke's good when they end with righto. Right uh... <laughs> Still, when it comes to COVID updates, no one gives us more information, Mel, than South Australia's Nicola Spurrier. Now, all my family have been vaccinated. I booked my Hugo in. He's 13. I have a child of that age. My daughter's in ACT. I'm a runner myself. I've just started some dancing classes. I haven't ever been a truck driver. <laughs> Uh, well, let's check in with our favourite comedian and non-truck driver, Nina Oyama. Nina Oyama. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Nina, we should point out there is a large satellite delay. You're not in Washington. This is just Channel 10 Internet. You are in Sydney. Um, what's the feeling like after Freedom Day? Oh, it's great. Everyone's around, everyone's drinking, everyone's vibing. Um, it's the first time I've been grateful that Sydney is more like Perth. <laughs> uh, where, where are you at the moment, Nina? I'm currently at the Morrison on George Street. Okay, and what's the first thing you did with your freedom? Um, the first thing that I did, I threw my picnic basket in the bin. I was like, <laughs> I don't need that anymore. And uh, I made a booking for a, a pub, which is the first time I've done that, because I'm one of those grubs that just likes to rock up and drink, and now I have to make a booking? I'm like an adult now. It's incredible. <laughs> rock up and drink, that's on Mel's call sheet. Uh... <laughs> 
my rider. <laughs> By the looks of it, Nina, are there a lot of people out behind you? Yeah, there are quite a few people. Oh, this guy's talking to me. Hello. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no, he said he's talking to himself. Whoops. Sorry to interrupt that conversation. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, it's a great vibe out here. It's really good. I've seen some pretty funny things. Actually, I actually saw someone fight over the last piece of calamari on their plate, um, but that's what I call salt and pepper squid game. <laughs> Already regret making that joke. Okay. Okay, righto. Um, look, have Freedom Day. What's, what's the dating scene like? Have you heard any good stories? I haven't heard any good stories yet, um, right. but me personally, like, I am single, which is why I feel like you asked me this question. <laughs> um, but I've been noticing I haven't been swiping right on as many fish photos and been swiping right on more, you know, tiny Band-Aid on the arm photos. I love the transition from, from picnics to the pubs and clubs. It's like from charcuterie to dick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I have no question, I just guess I wanted to say dick on TV. <laughs> Nina, have you been able to chat to anyone at the pub there? Um, yeah, I've actually made friends with everyone here because I'm very social. And um, here, do you guys want to come talk to my friend, Chef Pete? We'd yeah. love to chat to Chef Pete. So, Pete. Round of applause for Chef Pete. So, Pete, how's it been with the pubs reopening? It's been great. I think the customers are really enjoying it, enjoying the atmosphere. Yeah. Have you got a lot of big crowds? Yeah, we've, we've done probably three times the amount we were expecting, which is great. And what's it like being my best friend? Um, it, it's, it's really good. You get to enjoy some experiences. <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting. I'll see you later. Thank you, Chef Pete. That was the most amazing date I've ever seen. And the most amazing robot mannequin we've ever seen. We've got to take a break. Would you please thank Nina and Yama? Back with more in the cheap seats right after this. And first up... Are you a fan of cushions on the bed? 49, yes. 51% of you said no. Tim says, I can't be doing with bed covered in cushions. <laughs> Send him a text. Um... <laughs> Worried about their cushion hesitancy. Uh... When we get to 80% cushion, we will reopen. Um... Well, I would be careful what you say about Loose Women, the show, because they actually mentioned us what? on the last episode. Um, now, last night... Oh, no! I've just remembered, Janet. So, our producer Helen today, OK, she's got a friend who lives in Sydney, Andy. Hello, Andy, cos I know he watches the show. Um, <laughs> so he sent her a clip from a programme called The Cheap Seats, very apt, <laughs> <laughs> on Channel 10, yeah. and you featured. Have a look at this. James Bond. I love Daniel Craig's red, uh, pinky red jacket. Same colour as my kitchen. <laughs> 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 so that was my favourite look from the Bond premiere. Then I went to Phoebe Waldridge. Look at that. That is a... She oh, my God. Wow. Big shoulders. The same colour as my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you might not be able to travel to Australia for a while, but you're still there. That's oh, great. Spirit. That's look, great. I love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> and to Andy, who sent her that clip, you knock. <laughs> I, I, I love that we're already up to, like, a clip show of our own show. Yeah. We're playing old clips. We've run out of stuff. <laughs> now, uh, to other news in New Zealand, it's been a massive week. The Christchurch City Council is firing its wizard. 
huge. A council wizard. Yeah, he's paid by the taxpayer. Uh, what is this, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? He, he's genuinely he's a wizard that stands on the street and does spells and things. He's been fired, but not without a fuss. The man himself isn't happy about it, though, and has cast his revenge with a spell. Oh, great spirit. The wizard casting a spell on the Christchurch City Council. Yeah. Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> what is this? I'm very proud of myself. The worst thing about him getting fired was he had to let go of his stuff. <laughs> I'm not apologising for that. That is good. Chef Pete? That's is Chef Pete quite... still there? A bit, of, a bit of background on the wizard. He's been around for a while. I'm not sure how effective his rain dance was. Wasting. Money. The 88-year-old's had a long, colourful and creative career, including many rain dances, rain claiming he ended me. a serious drought in Australia's Tamworth. <laughs> I feel like you're supposed to crop that guy out. <laughs> what else is making news across the ditch? Well, I'm glad you asked. This was another huge story. An unusual sight, even for Wellington. All of Jonathan Coppard's worldly possessions being peddled through the city. So it's just a man who's moving house using bikes instead of a truck. Is that the, uh, is that the Giro de Gumtree? What is going on there? I actually, I feel like the reporter negged him a little bit here. And loaded all his belongings, even the bed, luckily it's a single, onto two wheels <laughs> rather than four. That's a bit harsh. None of us were surprised. Um, and I love the way that they talk about cyclists as if they're some sort of oppressed minority. Today's option involving ten cyclists, although they don't like like that word. I don't call us cyclists. I call us people who ride bikes. <laughs> Explains the single bed. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to Queensland now. Could this little bloke be the state's youngest cattle salesman? It's been a big week in both uh, countries. <laughs> that, though, Mel, that's seven-year-old bull wrangler Boyd Leach, and he certainly knows what to look for in a bull. Boyd has been around cattle his whole life and knows what makes a quality Brahmin. A good body, a thick legs and big bulls. Beautiful. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that your Tinder bio for a while? <laughs> Everything apart from the last bit. Um... <laughs> well, let's see what's making news on a current affair. These people are at their wits' end over a noisy neighbour that's getting louder. Yes, another noisy neighbour's story, but this neighbour was a train. And didn't they get some insightful interviews? <laughs> I have no idea what he said. <laughs> well, to another story on a current affair, a woman whose house was damaged by a tree is worried another tree will fall on her property. The way they decided to end the story was pretty bleak. Because if that second one goes, she could end up shifting home across the road. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gold Coast News described that as good news. Oh, so. <laughs> well, sporting heroes are returning from overseas. Ariane Titmus was interviewed by her dad, who is a reporter, and there was no time for small talk. He went straight to business. How does it feel to be now be back home and welcomed? Hey, Dad. <laughs> Why didn't you pick me up from the airport? Um, that's the next question. Although the big achievement this week... And you have a very special skill. Share that skill with Australia. <laughs> I can pick up a coin with a forklift. Oh, my goodness. Oh, not to brag, I can do that without a forklift. Wow. <laughs> wow. What, she, what she really needs to pick up is Job Seeker. That's what she should pick up.
To the big achievement of the week, though, Mel. Chloe McArdle is set to swim the English Channel again to break the record, and she gave Sunrise a big exclusive. Yeah, just breaking news, but 10 minutes ago, I coughed up some phlegm. Okay. <laughs> Cutting to live pictures of the phlegm. Uh, <laughs> oh, look. Phlegm was actually the cash cow code word, so it actually worked out really well for it. I found the interview lacked a little bit of research. Just looking at the sign there, um, Chloe, it was pretty unimpressive, that, uh, that little white sign they'd made up for you. Can they arrange something a bit bigger when you officially break the record? And I have another quick question. What do you think about out there when you swim for so long? I actually made that white sign myself. Celebrity making it coming soon. To ten. <laughs> That'll be great. Still, Sunrise managed to end the cross on a cheery note. <laughs> have fun. An incredible human. She's amazing. I wouldn't have the enthusiasm to do one of them. And now she's off to hospital. Coming up. Off <laughs> <laughs> to hospital. We'll stick around. Still plenty more to come. Hey, have you ever spotted a platypus in the wild? Do you have old appliances or furniture lying around at home? Do you think your dog has a sense of humour? Why childcare centres are making playgrounds more dangerous. A movie made in space. How North Korea's regime ordered the manufacture of crystal meth. We will also be talking about the surprising truth about nuts. your ticket. Yeah. Four new ladies arrived to shake things up. Sophie on the rocks. Land a job with the Kardashians. The Kardashians. Kim K. This is so easy. Well, it's been another busy week in the world of arts and entertainment here with her personal highlights from Nova FM, our cultural correspondent, Mel Tresina. Mel, great to have you back. What have you been watching this week? Uh, Celebrity MasterChef kicked off on Sunday night. On the first episode, we met each of the contestants. Jock took on the Osher role of shouting out names of people we might not know. Chrissy Swan and Chili Randy! It's <laughs> Kilroot Jayasingan, Nick Rewo! Colin Dinnigan and Darkbird! To the MasterChef kitchen, it's... Two people I've never seen before! <laughs> <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't cut to Mel and I when you make that show. <laughs> I think my early favourite would have to be Chrissy Swan. She describes herself as a genuine MasterChef fan and she found everything so exciting. The Coles pantry. Going in the pantry was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) The judges' pep talks. That's amazing. That was a great pep talk. That was really good. That was really good. (laughs) The utensils. Oh, wow. Even the MasterChef peelers are amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, I've been eliminated. How fantastic. <laughs> you should have seen her when she saw the Nadia Bartel plates. Wow. <laughs> amazing. amazing. For the first challenge, the contestants had to cook a favourite dish, like an old family recipe. I'm not sure Archie Thompson quite understood the concept. This is the dish you're famous for. Um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, why this? Because I love pastry and I love... Beef and, and there's something about beef Wellington. When, when did when the you first version it? of this come out to your family? Like, when did you um, cook this for the first time? Probably last week. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was handed down to him by his Uber Eats rider, so it was a lovely, lovely touch. So, yeah, he made Beef Wellington. I would have to say that this would be the best menu description I've ever heard. Beef was on Tinder and pastry was on Tinder and they both swiped right. You got Beef Wellington. <laughs> 
Uh, the Real Housewives of Melbourne return to Foxtel this week. It's three years since the last season, but the ladies' faces have not aged a day. <laughs> yeah. uh, episode one opened with Gamble sharing a bath. He's a big boy. He's so good. Oh, he's so beautiful. Come on, this way a bit. <laughs> oh, that's oh, is she turning them into a coat? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there? Uh, Gamble is now a registered Pomeranian breeder and like so many of the wives, she's smart, she runs her own business, she's even multilingual. I speak to my dogs in a Scottish accent and part German as well. Oh, good boy. Oh, no, don't worry. You'll be second. We've got to do Apex first. Wow. <laughs> That's Real Housewives trying to tackle diversity. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think that accent was German or Scottish. A <laughs> uh, highlight of this episode is when the girls gather for a casual lunch at Janet's house, just them and a waiter. Hugo, can we have a beer in a wine glass, please, for Gamble? Hugo is the waiter for lunch. I don't know anything about his qualifications. I'm going to say underwear model slash brand ambassador, probably. He's got registered Pomeranian breeder written all over him. What is that? The block continues over on Channel 9 and surprise, surprise. The cheating scandal oh, is oh. back. What for, like a 50-year anniversary special? I don't know. It's, it's just gone to ICAC, so we can't comment on it. Uh, my favourite twins, Luke and Josh, are still doing their cute synchronisation thing. Three hallways, or as the boys call them... The hell was. Yeah. Jesus. Or as, or as the producers told them to call us. <laughs> the hell was. like jokes at gunpoint. <laughs> That's how we keep an audience in. Um, I was actually watching the block recently, Mel, and I think the judges might be starting to overstep the mark. Oh, Lord. Not finished as well. Looks low. We're going to cut that there. We're going to cut that there. Sorry. Uh, SAS Australia wound up this week and after completing one activity, Dan Ewing got a little philosophical. I truly believe everybody is addicted to something. Could be chocolate, could be cigarettes, could be alcohol, could be drama. Simple. I'm addicted to bettering myself. Oh. <laughs> I want to push out of that helicopter. Can we get him into a 12-step program right now? <laughs> Uh, Love Island Australia returned last night. The first two Islanders to couple up were Aaron and Courtney. Like, when I walked in, I felt like I had someone in mind, but catching the vibe, I think I'm just going to go have to go with Courtney. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to go with yeah. what every person dreams of hearing from their love yeah. interest. That's what Mel tells me every morning. Um, <laughs> not every morning. <laughs> we're not even on air. I give them a call. I'm addicted to bettering myself. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, anyway, they decided to get to know each other. What are Western Australian people like? I don't even think I've met anyone from there. I'm from Perth. Yeah. I haven't always lived in Perth. I went down south. I don't know if you've ever heard of Margaret River. No. Me and Geometry, we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Courtney because she knows what she wants. I want, I know what I'm looking for, but I'm going to try to have an open mind because once you, like, crack the egg, it gets yeah. better, right? Yeah. Like, you cook it for a bit and then, voila, yeah. you got an yeah. omelette. Love like... eggs. Love <laughs> eggs. <laughs> that, that classic saying, once you crack an egg, it gets better. Yep. <laughs> My favourite, though, is Ronnie. All the ladies love him, and it's not hard to see why. What do you think? That's it. With the girls in front of me, Ufa. I'm ready, I'm ready. What's Ufa mean? Ufa is kind of like a noise that I make, but... Um... Oh, okay. <laughs>
Ufa. It's a good thing, though, right? Just one of those ones. No worries, no worries. Just one of those ones. Okay, cool. He makes noises, guys. makes noises. That's the bar. He makes noises. I I loved that girl because she was 100% what I would be like. She's like the tall, really pale one who was like standing there waiting to get picked and just like firing out jokes, hoping that, you know, they'd be into it. And none of them understood them. You're right. Addicted to bettering myself. <laughs> and if you've been affected by the issues Mel's raised in this segment, there's a number that you can call. Uh, and just finally, Kim Kardashian hosted Saturday Night Live on the weekend. I have to tell you, she was pretty good. She referenced her father, who of course defended OJ Simpson. My father was and still is such an influence and inspiration to me, and I credit him with really opening up my eyes to racial injustice. It's because of him that I met my first black person. <laughs> Want to take a stab in the dark at who it was? Uh, uh, Kim was even prepared to laugh at certain members of her own family. Now I know we're divided as a country, but I'd love America to come together, which is why I'm here to announce that I'm running for... I'm just kidding, guys. (laughs) I thought she was going down a different path. I thought she was going to announce another sex tape. (laughs) And that's the week in entertainment. Would you please thank Mel Tracina? Would you please welcome in the red corner our very own Titus O'Reilly. Well, I know know how much you guys love boxing. It's all we talk about off air. This weekend we saw Tyson Fury fight Deontay Wilder for the WBC heavyweight title. Before the fight, Wilder claimed a new focus on calmness would help him. Calmness is the key to the storm. You know, um, I know that when I'm not calm, my, uh, my mind is cloudy, so when your mind is cloudy, it allows you to make uh, bad decisions. Thank you very much. We're all looking forward to that fight. Now I walk over. <laughs> oh, the serenity, as someone once famously said. Cloudy mind is probably just a concussion. Yeah, yeah it's a, a, a few. Um, he, Wilder came in with some impressive form following this fight. Puedes pegar aquí la pancita, aquí la pancita, o aquí arriba. Uno. Muy bien. Vamos a la pausa. Jack Vigeon will need another face. Oh, no. <laughs> the Masked Singer Mexican version is so much That's more intense. brutal. Yeah. That is intense. Anyway, that guy's dead now. Um, <laughs> Uh, the build-up of the actual fight was typically restrained. <laughs> That's Dom Perrottet arriving for a haircut. <laughs> Don't you wish these men were just, you know, securing themselves to say... I just want to have a fashion show without having to put on a boxing match on the end of it. Uh, Fury retained his belt after knocking out Wilder in the 11th round. Here it well, is here. one winner. He should have kept the helmet on, uh, would have probably been a sensible thing. They made $10 million each for that. Which, still not worth it. Uh, Now, this is a big story. Fans of Premier League club Newcastle were celebrating this weekend after the club was purchased by Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund for $559 million. Um, Newcastle's new owners, uh, this wealth fund, is worth $588 
billion dollars they have, which means they now have more money than all the other Premier League clubs combined. I, I love the geometry you're doing right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, amazing geometry. Just amazing geometry. Yeah. Um, so they're now the richest club in the Premier League by some margin, and the fans express their joy chanting, we've got our club back. <laughs> Oh, nothing says we've got our club at more than a Saudi wealth fund purchasing it. Not since, uh, not since the port of Darwin was purchased by the Chinese have I felt something coming home so strongly. Um, Perth Wildcats have announced the signing of American basketballer Vic Law, who has a deep understanding of Australia. Coming to Australia to play, never on the radar growing up. Idea of Australia I had was finding Nemo. <laughs> say the US citizens are insular, but I don't know where that comes from. Uh, staying in Perth, the Perth glory of signed former Liverpool striker Daniel Sturridge, who says he's not coming for a holiday. I'm not there for a holiday, you know, outside of the game. You know, of course, it's nice to have things to do. There's nothing to do in Perth. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, saying that from Melbourne feels a bit disingenuous. Uh, <laughs> To the Storm coach, and Craig Bellamy has spoken out after several players were videoed with a mysterious white powder asking this important question. And I don't know whether having a, a snort of cocaine or a line, a line of cocaine, I don't know nothing about that, but I don't know whether having that is worse for your body or worse for you than half a dozen schooners. Mm. I, I don't know. Tim? <laughs> That's obviously general advice. Yeah, Please just... speak to your local rugby coach. <laughs> more detailed advice. Right. Speak to a doctor and find out what one is best for you. Yeah. Uh, the Melbourne Cup will be allowed to have 10,000 people at the course this year. Dan Andrews said it was all about getting back open. This is all about uh, those sorts of events being back. Us as a state, an economy and a community being open. And he's so right. And does anything really show off Melbourne at its best than the cup? Definitely a wait here. There's... So, so we just come here to sell. The police say there were few problems at the track. And, of course, the Melbourne Cup is on Channel 10. <laughs> it was it on was. Channel 10. And my invitation has suddenly gone missing. Uh, a fire broke out at Andorra's National Stadium before England took on Andorra in a World Cup qualifier. And this report was doing a live cross at the time. With some of the, of the more first-choice players and maybe some of the younger players who've not featured quite so much, uh, we're just going to pan across there, Joe, because there's a, this is quite a big... Incident that's happening live that's Whoa. just been pointed out to me. That is the gantry um, here at the uh, Stadio Nacional that's, as you can see, burst into flames. <laughs> I think uh, Archie Thompson overcooked his beef Wellington. Um, on that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Titus O'Reilly? Nate Bellow is back right after this. It's been a massive week of music news, so who better to unpack it than our special guest? Adele fans are thrilled she's back. US Vogue. UK Vogue. New music. New song. Easy on me. We should be so lucky. Kylie Minogue is coming home. It is true. Diane Keaton and Justin Bieber. It's a mashup we never saw coming. She's kind of a fan girl. Certainly the odd couple. <laughs> Would you please welcome Nate Valvo? <laughs> Two 
People know you as an award-winning comedian. What? Like Tim Stunt Double. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I'm loving it. Do you know the first time Tim was on TV a while ago, I got a couple of messages saying, um, hey, you were pretty funny tonight on uh, Have You Been Paying Attention? I was like, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> I never corrected them. Pretty funny. They must really like you. Uh... <laughs> Big shout-out to my family. Um, but, Nate, a lot of people might not know this, that you're actually a huge music fan. I really do love music by mostly females, uh, pop stars, female pop stars, divas. I'm gay. Uh, <laughs> and so super pumped that Adele has teased us for a while now, but she's now dropping full, full teasers of her songs. Check out this one from this week. Um, classic Adele, black and white. Sad. I'm already crying. I don't even know what the song is about. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Oh, just God. think about it. She just makes me want to have a breakup. Just like <laughs> enjoy the album. Doesn't it? I don't even like my ex, but hearing that already, I'm like, maybe I should text him. I don't know. <laughs> it's been on my mind, but it's like the timing of this album release is very sus. She's also teasing the title by projecting 30 uh, across billboards and buildings all over the world. Jeez. People are guessing this is the name of the album because yeah. she does album of her age, Tim. Did you know this? You were an Adele fan? I feel like I've lost you. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, the, the, robot, well, the robotics sorry. in Tim are, are, are cutting out. Sorry. Short circuiting. Sorry. Well, you really are my stunt double then. Um, no, it's, it's great. I, I thought that was the Daily Coast number. So, so is, what, what is 30? What is 30? Uh, it's true. It's the open up number, but it's also um, the amount of kilos have all put on in lockdown. <laughs> And uh, I think this is sus timing by Adele, because here's what I think is going to happen. She is releasing her album as we're back out into the world. We're getting our freedoms slowly back, and I think that means people will break up in droves, because it's been a very long two years for people in relationships, working from home. Relationships, you're meant to have a nine-to-five break from each other every day. Yeah. You, you, you go off, and I'll see you again at five o'clock when we figure out what's for dinner. Yeah. Like, you know, it's chicken, but with what sauce? That is... <laughs> that's a relationship. Relationship, right? Yeah. But the last two years, every single day. And I know people have been talking about, you know, lockdown being hard for the single people. No. Relationships. <laughs> couples. Finding stuff to talk about every single day for two years straight. My partner Cody asked me what the weather was like. He said something about the weather the other day and I almost punched him. I just, I don't know why. I was like, everything about you, I can't stand. <laughs> I was going to say, Nate, you really are me. You're getting the wind-up from the producers. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I've, I've come on the cheap seat to break up with my partner of eight years. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got the Adele album ready to go. Uh, look, to other news now, hmm. big week. Kylie's coming home. That's the sort of uh, your version of football's coming home. Or it something. is. Uh, it really is. It's, it's gay Christmas, actually. <laughs> uh, it's bigger than football. Uh, Kylie has announced that she's moving back to Melbourne and this is the best news we've ever heard. Uh, I am officially Kylie's spokesperson in this country. Everyone knows that. Uh, everyone in my life knows at any given moment I will drop the photos of the time I met her, which Tim, I, I absolutely did. Of course I bought them in. I've got the photos. <laughs> look at my fringe. Wow, look at that. that. Look I at look like you. Looks like, look like she was giving you a vaccine. <laughs> she gave me the jab. What's that, that on your arm? So Kylie signed my arm. Yeah. And being the bloke that I am, Tim, I went and got that tattooed over. So oh. th that's a, that was a proud day for Dad. 
I, rem I remember that chat. I was like, Dad, I'm getting a tat. And he's like, is it the Southern Cross? So, oh. <laughs> it was cross. <laughs> it involves A-star. Um, but uh, very, very excited. And I'm going to be, I'm going to take advantage of the situation. Tim, don't steal my idea. I'm going to become a millionaire. Uh, I'm going uh, I'm going to invent an app. Do you know how dads love the flight tracker app? Do you know how dads just love knowing where the planes are at all times? For no reason. Like, yeah. no one's going anywhere, Dad. Read a newspaper. But dads love flight tracker. I'm going to invent a Kylie tracker. Um, and we can download it and it just gives you real time of where Kylie is in Melbourne and we hook it up to your Grinder account so you can also meet men while you stalk Kylie. I'm going to be a millionaire. Don't steal the idea, Tim. Well, that's the, that's the paid version of the app. The free version is Danny Minogue. So. <laughs> For the Minogue's. Sorry. This arm is waiting for the D. I mean, the Danny. The Danny. <laughs> the Danny. Moving, on, moving on from Kylie, the other mm. big music news a Justin Bieber documentary. I mean. There's uh, nothing says Pilot Week <laughs> like a Justin Bieber documentary. I did homework for the cheap seats. I hope yeah. you're happy. Yeah. And this is where the similarities between you and me end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to be a good boy and do my homework. I lasted five minutes watching the new Justin Bieber, uh, Justin Bieber, Justin, <laughs> Justin Bieber documentary. I mean, it's pretty thrilling. Look at this exciting scene from the beginning. I am on my way to um, have my morning walk with Haley. Let's see if she's ready to go. We're going on our morning walk or what? Yeah. I'm vlogging for the doc. You're vlogging. I'm vlogging for the doc. You, 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 really, you really are my stunt double, throwing to a clip that gets no laughs. <laughs> this is this... what I mean. Who says vlogging? Are you my auntie at Christmas? <laughs> Trying to describe stand-up? You're still doing your vlogging? Um... Is he holding the camera the right way? It's all of his know. chin. It was really weird. It's a very boring documentary. It's about Justin Bieber putting on a concert, which he did do on New Year's Eve, uh, to absolutely no audience. That was, like, the hook of the documentary. And we like to call that Wednesday nights at the Comedy Festival. <laughs> Tuesday nights on 10. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the whole documentary and watching it, it just made me think, um, Bieber has changed. Uh, he's quite polite now. He works hard. He's found God. That's all good for him, but very boring for gossipy me, right? He's extremely boring now, and I miss punk Bieber. Do you remember what he used to get up to? Here's some Bieber highlights. I have bought some. I did my research. Uh, my first favourite memory of Bieber is when he was carried... Uh, along the Great Wall of China by his... Minions carry Bieber up Great Wall of China. Oh, my God. Isn't that just incredible? Like, no yeah. joke needed there. Let's just look at that photo again. I love it. He's like, I don't want to walk. And they carried him. My other favourite Bieber moment was the when he went and visited the Anne Frank uh, Museum. Jesus. And he wrote in the guest book that uh, if she was still around today, she would be a believer. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> That's, that was a great moment. Did and he look, write it or did a minion write it? Um... I, he appeared on New Zealand TV and it was like an iconic moment where the interviewer, he'd just come back from Europe, Europe and he said, oh, did you learn any German? And uh, Bieber was like, uh, what was that? He didn't understand the New Zealand accent. He's like, did you learn German? He's like, what's German? And he was like, oh, German, like, like the language. He said, oh, we don't have that in America. Uh, <laughs> so, so now we're just describing funny things. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Was I the only one that did homework for this segment? Well, Nate, you dressed as me. Would you like to do the sign-off? Oh, sure. And on that note, we're going to take a break. Please thank Nate Felber. <laughs> Thank you.
time now for What's On, What's On in the Warehouse. <laughs> where we look at Chemist Warehouse, What's On, What's On in the Warehouse. OK, and What's On, What's On, What's On in the Warehouse. I feel like this segment could be clearer. <laughs> As you know, I'm a huge fan of this show, the drama, the intrigue, although it's hard to keep up with what season we're up to. It really is hay fever season. It's nearly ice cream season again, yes! Open toe shoe season is slowly approaching, Brody. <laughs> Not as slowly as they're approaching, but... <laughs> Look, a friendly warning from the Chemist Warehouse team to never ask too many questions. Wow, that's amazing. What's in it? Bugger off. Whoa! Whoa! That's have edited that slightly. Uh... Well, look, I'm starting to pick up on a little bit of sexual chemistry between the hosts. See you in... See you in Okay, so starts off with some friendly banter like that, but... You get the sense that Brody here wanted this conversation to go in another direction. Brody, there's a part of our body that doesn't get the same love and attention as the rest, and I want that to change. Which part, Carla? Our feet. Here are three. <laughs> Look at his head drop. <laughs> I think he wanted something else there. I personally like getting a glimpse of the behind the scenes action. We're open seven days till late. See you in store. Or at about, what, 9.27 on Channel 10, the cheap seats most Tuesday nights. Oh Whoa! <laughs> Stop sending people our clips. Okay? Big shout out to Brody. I know he's a huge fan of the show. I don't know that, I'm just saying that. But Brody, you can get in touch with us on our socials below if you have any more feedback. Yes, that leads us perfectly into viewer feedback. <laughs> well, we got some major viewer feedback this week. We appeared on Gogglebox. Fair to say there were mixed reactions. Very good. Very funny, isn't it? It's a very good show. I, I like that form of finding out about what's going on and taking the piss out of it. Oh, it's finished! It's finished! <laughs> They applauded when they, it was over. They were so... They loved it. Um. <laughs> well, it's time now for... We begin with breaking news. It's breaking news now. Bonsoir. Such a massive story. We are following breaking news. How did we not get we to this earlier? <laughs> a new segment. We've put all of the budget into the, the graphics. I was so. going to how did we not get that to the graphic designers earlier? <laughs> a few more weeks, that would have helped. But this is where we bring the stories that we really should have got to earlier. Yes. <laughs> Just to repeat the <laughs> title of the segment so in the same words. We couldn't wrap up the week without this story. Earlier this week, because there is now an official winner of so-called Fat Bear Week, and it's all hail Big Boy Otis. <laughs> How did we not, did we not get, get to, to this, this earlier? earlier. Uh, and on Channel 7, Koshi revealing a bit too much on a segment about drone delivery services. OK. So, at the moment, it's a cup of coffee or a pair of undies or something like that. How quickly does Koshi need undies? <laughs> he needs a drone, by drone to come in. Well, Mel, I can't believe we didn't get to this story earlier. We want to bring you a little bit of Italy. Oh, buongiorno. <laughs> Now, don't mind that Scottish-German accent. This is actually a shocking true crime story from New Zealand. It all centres on a packet of buttered ciabatta. Mighty garlic buttered ciabatta. But once home and on closer inspection of the ingredients, she saw there was no butter to be found. The deceit, the spin. <laughs> the deceit, the spin. They're not war crimes. Hi, Mum. Um... She's done your shopping. <laughs> Now, look, I've been watching ABC News Tasmania, Mel, and this week they signed off their bulletin like this. Up next is Lee Sales. We'll see you tomorrow.
beautiful. It's very cute. That's all we've got time for. We'll see you next week right here in the Shakespeare.